this week's Up and Running. Very busy show this morning and coming up, I'm going to be speaking with Jade Kerwin. She is the Head of Communications with Ryanair. And Lauren McLaughlin, who is going to share with us her journey to opening her new business, Lauren's Patisserie. Now, last week we were talking to Shami Kaliri about retirement or refirement, as people are calling it, because a lot of people now seem to be having a second career or a second bite of the cherry, as they're calling it, after they retire. And one of these people I am delighted to play on the show today is Tim Maxday. Very interesting story. Tim had a successful corporate career for 30 years and he retired recently and he went back to his first love, which is music. And he has been performing and writing songs since he retired very happily. And one of those we are going to play today, which is called Love at the End of the Street. Up and Running with Claire Ronan on Ocean. FM. And this morning I am delighted to be joined by the Head of Communications with Ryanair and it is Jade Kirwan. Good morning Jade and thank you very much indeed for joining us on this morning's Up and Running. Good morning Claire, thanks so much for having me on. Okay, well I was just reading the report that PwC brought out on the 4th of October and Ryanair are carrying 800,000 passengers per year through Connacht. I would never have thought it was so much. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we were all a little bit surprised when, as you say, PwC did the report um, and we kind of look back on the contribution we've made to Connacht um, over the last 35 years and see 800,000 passengers every single year. So we were then, in turn, investing back 37 million into the economy. And I think it's also worth noting that those passengers are solely attributable to Knock Airport as well. So you know, even more surprising maybe to some people um, you know, and very, very significant. We've got about 15 routes there at the moment, so to, to think that they're bringing in such a quantity of people um, you know, from the five connecting countries that they, they operate to is phenomenal, really. From those operations, they're supporting 850 jobs every single year as well in the Connacht region. is just a, a really, really nice addition to that too. Okay, so 800,000 passengers through uh, Connacht, through Knock Airport, and 850 jobs. Now, one thing that you do need to remember is these aren't 800,000 passengers who are leaving uh, the Connacht region. They're also coming in, so you're bringing in a massive amount of money into this area with the passengers travelling into Knock. Absolutely. So as I say, this is solely kind of people that we're bringing into the country. Um, and as I mentioned, 37 million contributed then to GDP just as a result of those passengers alone, uh, which is phenomenal. And look, I, I think after the last two years that we've had, um, everyone would agree that you know, the economy could do with a little bit of, of boost, particularly given um, the inflationary issues and things that we're facing into at the moment. Um, I, I definitely think in terms of tourism, it's obviously um, not been very fundamental there as we've mentioned, bringing those 800 passengers every single year. Um, but I also think it's worth noting the, the UK traffic that we'd be generating there too. You know, there'd be a lot of kind of people coming over, maybe on business um, and vice versa as well. We should also be spending a lot of money and I suppose just kind of opening up various opportunities for places like Knock, sorry, places surrounding Knock um, and Connacht as a whole even, where you know, it wouldn't maybe have the same uh, traction as a corporate hub as the likes of Dublin would. So just build that kind of connectivity and, and opportunity there as well. Well, I did say after when COVID, when the restrictions were lifted and then when we had all the problems with uh, Dublin Airport that I'd prefer to get into my car and drive to Knock Airport um, rather than sit outside Dublin Airport for hours on end. We're very, very lucky to have it. 
Uh, one thing that's interesting, Jade, is that, you know, we know what a good businessman Michael O'Leary is, but he really called COVID right, didn't he? Yes, Trans, I, I still think he has a crystal ball hidden somewhere, to be honest. Um, you know, he really, really did. He got it bang on. I think he, he seemed to be able to predict a lot of it. And even, I'd say, like, looking at the DEA issues, you know, as he said, he was able to kind of see, think, see through maybe a lot of the issues that were there. Um, advise exactly, even up to the point where he was calling in the army to support and eventually, so that came to fruition, it did have to happen. Um, and even down to the point where he said they would, the problems would probably start at Windle, um in late August, early September and lo and behold, they, they did. So yes, I, as I say, I'm still convinced he has a bit of a crystal ball hidden somewhere but um, it's impeccable how, how well he did call it. Yeah, he did call it very well. Jade, you have the job of head of communications, so I'm sure no more than last week when it when videos started circulating of him checking in passengers, I'm sure there are times when you're sort of running along behind him when he has decided to work in security or um or check passengers in. Absolutely. I'd say um a video I think emerged on TikTok um of Michael in Dublin Airport um checking flights. And look, as I say, um, you know, Michael always kind of do his own thing. He's very hands-on in the business. I think that's just a testament to it. You know, he, he knows himself. Even the fact that Joe, the group CEO knows how to check people in seamlessly is such a testament to his involvement in the business and his just hands-on approach, which is amazing, really, when you, when you take a step back. Like, we operate 3,000 daily flights, carry half a million passengers each week. And the fact that Joe, he's still that, it's kind of treating it almost like a small business um, is amazing. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, he he. I'm sure he's 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 probably alone in his thoroughness. Um, I mean, you know, when he did roll his sleeves up and go down and help in security, I think people, a lot of people, thought a lot of him for doing that and for the interest. In fact, I have actually seen him get on a flight in Portugal myself to fly home and he does the exact same thing that everybody else does his bags go in and I'm sure if they're overweight he has to pay and he sits on the plane like everybody else so for that he must be admired and for the fact that he's bringing so much money into the area now um, Ryanair you have some great plans um, for your business over the next couple of years can you uh, run those can you run us through some of those what are your plans now Jade in the in the near future Absolutely. So I suppose um, I have a bit of a saying that I use when with reflection comes projection. And I think as a result of looking back um, over the past 35 years and our contribution to Connacht and Ireland as a whole, we kind of sat down then and looked at future plans and very excited to say that we are looking to grow our traffic by 50%. So we're going to be upping it from 20 million to 30 million passengers per annum by 2030. So naturally enough, with that means that we have to provide those planes to carry that many additional passengers, um, which means we'll have lots of new routes. Um, just to mention about the planes as well, we have got 210 uh, Game Changer aircraft on order. So these are new aircraft. You might have actually seen them um, doing some of the Irish routes already, but they burn less, flu- less fuel and they um, have less noise emitted from them as well. So it's really, really innovative step in the sustainable kind of aviation side of things but um, in addition to that then we have 2,000 new jobs 
So that can be things like pilots, engineers, um, cabin crew and so on. That will kind of span across the nation. And then, um, yeah, we'll be launching our summer 23 schedule as well then in the coming weeks as well. So I think anyone who's looking to get away next summer should definitely be keeping their eyes peeled for that. Okay, so the, we'll be getting the new destination routes um, in the next couple of weeks. And of course, they were always interested in where there's new to go from Knock and more jobs. So um, are you on an actual, um, are you on a, a hunt for new employees at the moment if anyone was interested in joining Ryanair? Yeah, absolutely. I'd always encourage um, anyone who is interested in joining Ryanair in whatever capacity that may be uh, to go onto Ryanair.com forward slash careers. Um, and all our jobs are listed there then. And I'm sure there's opportunities all over the country, not just in Knock, also Shannon, Cork and Dublin. Yeah, absolutely, right across the country. So um, I wouldn't let uh, location be a boundary at all. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, Jade, it is great to talk to you and to get an update on a very successful Irish company. And we might come back to you when you've got your new schedule, when we know what, what new flights will be going from Knock. Absolutely, Claire. I'd be delighted to come back on and tell you all about the exciting new route for next summer. Brilliant. Thank you very much. That's Jade Kerwin, and she is the Head of Communications with Ryanair. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on this morning's Up and Running. Thank you, Claire. Up and Running with Claire Ronan on Ocean FM. And this morning, I'm delighted to be joined by Lauren McLaughlin, and Lauren has a company called Lauren's Patisserie. Good morning, Lauren, and thank you very much indeed for joining us on this morning's Up and Running. Morning, Claire. How are you? Well, I'm very well. It's a lovely sunny day, and I have to tell you that Lauren has brought me some red velvet cupcakes. There are advantages to this job on a Saturday. Okay, Lauren, first of all, tell me, you've always obviously had an interest in cooking. Yes. Yeah, I always have. Um, since I was a little girl, I suppose, um, and I think it was brought on maybe when I went to secondary school, maybe by doing home ec. Um, and I suppose I do have like one memory of my nanny um, and we made a Christmas cake together um, and we made our own almond paste and everything like that, which was lovely. And I suppose I just got more and more into it. I got my first kind of baking book and I suppose just practiced and practiced and made friends birthday cakes and everything like that. And I suppose the passion just grew. And did you study uh, home economics or baking after you left school? Um, well, it's a bit of a story, actually. So I had um, on my, you know, my, yes, I wanted to go maybe to DIT or Kelly Beggs or then the dream was I supposed to go to Ballymaloo. Um, but in fact, um, when I was 18, my uncle, who's in hospitality in England, sent myself and my mum to Glen Eagles in Scotland. And we got to stay the night and the surprise was to go down to the pastry kitchen the following morning. And it's a bit of a blur. I think I cut strawberries or something like that. But then that morning, the following morning, we went down and we just had a coffee with Neil Mogg, who was the head chef and another man who's big into hospitality in Scotland, George McIver. And he's his own company, The Full Range, and he's involved with MasterChef. Um, and they just sat and they just asked me what I wanted to do. And they kind of explained that like a chef might train better in the industry and you're more than welcome you know to come over here and kind of we didn't know anything if that makes sense and I didn't know what a commie chef was and went home and how it happened I don't know but I started over there then that September this is 2014 and my first week was when the Ryder Cup was on so it was just like this little girl from here she was just totally <laughs> thrown into the deep end but it was brilliant and um, it was brilliant and then 
I kind of done like an apprenticeship. So maybe every two weeks a woman would come in um, and uh, just kind of, you know, assess me and everything like that. And I kind of worked my way up and got my promotions um, and it was brilliant. And from there then I went to France and uh, a little patisserie in France, which was brilliant. And from then went to Ashford Castle and then the dream after that then was London. So went to London then, to Peggy Portion in London and then COVID hit and that's when I suppose Lawrence Patisserie kind of grew. Okay, so this is not your ordinary patisserie. This is one that is coming from a very high standard. It's something else to start in Glen Eagles in, in Scotland. What an amazing experience. I mean, so to come home then during COVID and had you always had a sort of underneath it all a little wish to open up your own business yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and I suppose I loved being away and I'm so glad I was away but I loved coming home you know and you always the plan was I suppose to come home and I suppose in my head the dream was oh man when I'm 30 I'll come home and move home I'll open my business and I'll open my tea rooms and whatever but I suppose it hopefully happened the way it was meant to be um so yeah I always I always wanted that I always wanted that so London and Scotland and Paris's loss is Sligo's gain with Lauren's business, Lauren's Patisserie. In case you've just joined us, I am speaking with Lauren McLaughlin from Lauren's Patisserie. So Lauren, paint us a picture of the type of desserts and stuff you are making in your business. So anything from afternoon tea to cupcakes to... Like this time of year, your warm crumbles at home with your homemade like anglaise, your custard, um, your afternoon tea at home. And and for businesses as well, you're providing into different businesses the desserts as well. Yeah, that's right. I'm supplying to local businesses um, my dessert range and my afternoon tea ranges as well. Okay, so what I was, Lauren and I were speaking about before we came on air is the afternoon tea idea, which is really beginning to take off because um, obviously when you arrive at a wedding, you all know that uh, you can often be starving and the drinks reception can go on for, a- for ages. So one of the things Lauren's is doing is afternoon tea for wedding guests, but also what a novel idea. Another thing you're doing is afternoon tea where you provide it into someone's home and they can invite a few girls over or men or whatever for afternoon tea. Yeah, that's right. It's, I think it's a great idea to have everything at home on your lovely cake stands. You can buy your Prosecco or your champagne or whatever and you have all your afternoon tea cakes, scones, your lemon curds, your jams, everything like that provided. So it's a lovely way for a catch-up or for a girly evening or with the lads, whatever you want, really. It is a great idea, actually. I, I haven't had afternoon tea for years, but you, you're making me think of a great, um, a great opportunity to invite a few people over. Now, you're also doing desserts that you will provide for people who are entertaining at home. You've seen an increase in people entertaining at home. Yeah, huge increase in people entertaining at home. And I think it is a nice thing to entertain at home. Everyone's comfortable and you don't have to leave at any time and it's lovely. Um, But I'm going to do like seasonal menus. So at the moment, it's kind of the autumn, your autumnal menu coming out, which is like your apple and 
berry kind of crumble tarts, your sticky toffee puddings, um, your pavlovas, your kind of autumnal pavlovas. So anything like that, there's a huge menu um, and it's all perfect for your home dining and your custards and everything like that are provided as well. Of course, now, Lauren, you're going to be very busy now coming up to Christmas, which is going to be your really busy time. So anyone who is interested, what would you be providing for people who, like myself, have the whole family coming home, say, for a week? Have the whole family coming home, yeah. Um, I'm going to hopefully do, like, the U-logs. Um, the U-logs, I'm going to do, you know, cupcakes, um, kind of your biscuit puddings, your mince pies. So I can take care of all of that for you, Claire. Well, that sounds fantastic. And of course, we won't even mention the calories because it is Christmas. Okay, now, Lauren, I predict this business is going to go from strength to strength. How long have you been open? I've been open since July. So it's still still fresh, still nice and fresh. Um, And I would grab her while you can get her because I suspect you're going to get very, very busy within the next year. And uh, we'll be probably talking to you and you'll be employing a number of staff, which makes everybody smile. We love seeing that on Up and Running. Okay, so this is Lauren McLaughlin and Lauren's business is Lauren's Patisserie. And you will find her on Instagram under Lauren's Patisserie. Or if you're interested, um, and I think you will not be disappointed, um, it's hello at Lawrence Patisserie and that is P-A-T-I-S-S-E-R-I-E dot com um, and you can email her there if you are interested in getting a dessert, afternoon tea um, and as I said earlier a lot of weddings are, she's doing a lot of weddings as well um, and anything you're interested in getting from Lauren. Lauren, I just takes me to wish you the very best of luck in your business and thank you very much indeed for joining us on this morning's Up and Running. Thank you very much Claire and thank you for having me. Thank you. Now just a little housekeeping before we finish up today's show. Um, my colleagues here at Ocean Media and Communications have a great prize for any business. Due to the much-documented rising costs for businesses, especially during the winter months, my colleagues here at the Creative Department at Ocean Media and Communications in Kaluni are doing their bit to try and share some joy to one business within the region by giving away a free promotional video to showcase their product or service. To enter, you just head to the Ocean Media and Communications Facebook or Instagram page, share their latest post and tag the business you want to nominate for this fabulous prize. Make sure to leave a comment with what you love most about the business. Now, entries are open to cafes, restaurants, shops, hairdressers, butchers. And if there is a business close to your heart, then make sure to tag them and give them the opportunity to win a free promotional video courtesy of Ocean Media and Communications. Now, we're finishing up the show, as I spoke to you earlier about, with a guy who has has really conquered refinement. And this is Tim McStay. I was telling you earlier, he was working in the corporate world for 30 years and recently retired or refired, as they're calling it now, and is now concentrating on his first love, which is music. And this is the most beautiful song that he has written that I am going to finish off the show with this this morning. Love at the end of the street. Now, it just takes me to wish you a very happy bank holiday weekend. Thank you very much indeed for listening as always. And I will talk to you next Saturday.
Whenever heaven is on my mind And I get carried away Whenever love is a dream I follow You just tell me to stay right here No use in chasing a rainbow No gold at the end of the line Right here, right now, that's what matters You put your hand in mine Put your hand in mine You say, love is what matters Love is complete Love is what matters Here at the end of the street Love is what matters Love is complete Love is what matters And it's here at the end of the street Here at the end of the street Try hard to paint that picture Of a world so far above Try hard to imagine But I keep coming back to love Now that's when life has meaning And the roses smell so sweet Oh, that's when you stop searching You got love at the end of the street Here at the end of the street You say love is what matters Love is complete Love is what matters Here at the end of the street You say love is what matters Love is complete Love is what matters Here at the end of the street Here at the end of the street Here at the end of the 